0: Hey everyone, this is Elizabeth Harry, Field Correspondent for Savvy Citizen. Or is it Sniffy Citizen today? Savvy Canine? (laughs) Either way, we're bringing you a special report today all about Gaston County Animal Care and Enforcement, formerly known as Animal Control. We're going to hear why their name was changed, get a tour of their brand new facility, and discover how forward-thinking new policies and programs are helping to change the public's perception of what the department does following segments were recorded live in the field, so apologies in advance if the audio quality is a little bit rough. So we're rolling,
1: we're all ready to go, ready right. to
2: wherever you want to
1: take it. Okay. Do okay. you want to start at the beginning? Yeah, yeah let's start in the lobby. Mm-hmm. Sounds great, and then we'll take you down where the dogs are and the cats are and we'll go from
3: there. All right, okay. The
0: That's right, let's start at the beginning. Let's start fresh. Gasson County Animal Care and Enforcement are in a new building. We sat down with them in their conference room for a chat about the subject. Um,
1: So we're sitting in a a new conference room in this building. Uh, how, how, How old is this building? Where were we all located before? We were at the Dallas Park uh-huh. right off of um, the Dallas Terrible Highway, coming through Dallas. We've been in this building, it'll be two years come May. Nice. And uh, did, did all of you make the transition from the old building and, or into the new building, or is there a lot of new staff with the new building? I'm the only one in, currently in this room that made the transition from the old building to this building. Okay. But we do have um, a lot of new staff with us now. Okay. So, is that because what happened during the transition? Like, how was that transition from the old facility to the new one? Actually, the transition went pretty smoothly due to the fact that we were shut down for COVID. Yeah. And so, with being shut down with COVID, our numbers were really low. So, we were able to move less animals Mm -hmm. Um, at the time, so it was a pretty smooth transition. Okay, so this new facility opened up in the midst of COVID? Absolutely, yes. Yes, and we were not allowed to have our... Ribbon cutting ceremony until 2021, and we did have a big ribbon cutting ceremony and really open the open things up to the public. And um, things have, have changed a lot in these last few years with Gaston County, and um, it's amazing coming to this new shelter is is really the fruition of it, and bringing in new staff. And then during COVID, we were able to learn a lot of new things and uh, bring in a lot of new programs and uh, bring in new people, and so it, it gave us a chance to really sort of solidify ourselves as this organization.
0: New programs and people. All throughout our time there, these topics kept popping up. An animal shelter is an animal shelter, though, right? It's the same as it's been for decades and decades, right? Wrong. The staff are doing their best to defy those same old expectations.
2: We come to work here because we do care about the animals and we care about the uh, i personally enjoy trying to educate the public on what we do here and educate them on how they can help us um, and changing that style of you know sheltering that exists um, and just trying to be more you know provide the best care for the animals that we have here and I like I have always had a saying that says we should be here or provide a life for the animals that is like the Hilton versus you know the Motel 66 so um, you know that's kind of my thought process.
1: Talk talk a little bit more about what do you mean by the the style of shelter? Are you talking about, like, the stereotype of a... Yeah,
2: yeah, so, you know... What's the stereotype, and how are y'all busting the stereotype? I mean, honestly... we just really started busting the stereotype whenever she came on as veterinarian yeah Um, because she's allowing us to be able to do more progressive style programs which are what kind of helps us to be able to place animals in different homes right so Mm -hmm. um, previously we had we have a dog now who doesn't like children that dog would have been rescue only and not be able to be seen by the public and now we're finding families that are able to do that. And, you know, so there's just different. We're able to place the animals better. Um, And then having the public be able to come in and foster for us, volunteer for us, you know, help us provide the best care for these animals and kind of making it, you know, it's not just our problem. It's a problem that you have to care for, too, for us Mm -hmm. to do what, you know, what the vision of Gasson County is.
0: While the staff are doing their best, it's not just up to them. It's up to the public as well. Peggy McGill explains why the community's involvement is so important and how it can enrich the lives of animals.
1: Uh, So, Peggy, you're the foster coordinator? Yes. Okay, Peggy, you're the foster coordinator here. Yes, and volunteer coordinator. And volunteer coordinator. Yeah. So you're you're coordinating cats, dogs, and humans. Yes,
2: <laughs> yes. And it's
1: fun. It's fun. So are you actively looking for new always volunteers? Always looking for new volunteers. So absolutely. Uh, t- tell us what are what are the jobs available for volunteers here? Okay, um, we have several um, actual. We just we have them as jobs. Positions Mm -hmm. and it really is a matter of what people's preference because we really want our our volunteers, and I'm going to include our fosters because a lot of our fosters have become volunteers and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So it's a matter of, for example, if you come in, um, we have a wonderful cat foster and um, she does an incredible job with our kittens, but she has helped us tremendously in cleaning the cat cages lately. Um, She'll come in in the morning and help us get everything, you know, clean cleaned up and ready to go for the day Mm -hmm. Um, so and that's her preference is where she wants to work with the cats. We have several people who like to walk with the dogs, who like to take the dogs with the walk. Uh and one very exciting thing also is that recently uh the Boy Scouts cut us a large amount of trails. Um I don't know if you've seen that out by the the side of the building where you can take a dog and you can go ahead and walk. Anyone can do that? Yes. Anyone approved. Yes. Yes, and we've had a really big success with our um, gas and government employees coming and taking the animals for walks. So that's been a big success. They come at lunchtime and walk the dog and get some exercise, and the animal gets the enrichment. So that's the amazing part of it.
0: But the staff at ACE are doing such a good job, more than just the locals are getting involved with the animals. They've now reached a global audience through social media. Uh, Gaston County Animal Animal ca- is it Animal Care con- Care and Enforcement? Care and enforcement. Mm-hmm. It, it
1: used to be Animal Control. Usually, it's Animal Control, is it? Yeah, they renamed it. Okay. New <laughs> Okay, that's good. <laughs> So for anyone out there who isn't already aware,
0: uh, Gaston County Animal Care and Enforcement is uh, TikTok famous.
2: Yes, we are.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All thanks to
1: Marlena here. Can you tell us a little bit about what made us so TikTok famous? Uh, What did you do? (laughs) uh, Yeah, I
3: don't think we envisioned that we would have this platform, but we originally were just marketing some of our rescue only pets on there. And we had made a TikTok about some cats that were owner surrendered that looked so so sad and then it had a million views pretty much overnight and broke marlia's phone
2: <laughs>
3: um, but we were very happy about it um i mean it's helping not just us but i think a lot of shelters just in general we've had views from like the uk japan we have to translate our comments um so not only does it help us but i think it advocates for adoption and rescue and foster and just advocates for people to even visit their local shelters just all around. It's just a good message. So, I mean, it's really awesome.
2: So what happened to the cat
3: in your <laughs> viral video? What happened to her? Well, there's been a few. So the first one, it was three cats that were owner surrendered and they all got adopted together. So that was awesome. And then the second one was Belle and she also got adopted by um, a, a person who's actually studying to be a vet tech. So that was really cool, too. It was a really happy outcome. And she actually has a kitty sibling. And it sounds like they're doing really well.
1: (laughs)
0: That's awesome.
3: Yeah. And so are
0: y'all, how often are y'all posting on TikTok? Are y'all getting
3: trapped, still getting traffic to it? Yes, we are. We did like a French fry, a happy French (laughs) fry (laughs) day. So feeding French fries on Friday um, (laughs) last week. And that has a million views. So pretty much like every week. Um, I mean, we're posting them, I'd say, At least every other day a video if not every day but I'd say at least weekly we're pretty much hitting like a million views on at least one video it's crazy
1: and this do you you find is that contributing to people coming in looking for adoption definitely I mean, she poor Elizabeth can tell you. Go ahead, Elizabeth. Tell us about your applications. <laughs> because of this wonderful TikTok, which we all love. Because um, it it's definitely um, promotes, you know, not only our animals, but promotes Gaston County and the good things that we're actually doing here in our shelter. But um, I will receive emails and um, applications from across the state, like California. Like, I mean, it's just crazy. Like... You know, these huge animal <laughs> advocate lovers, they see the the sad video of a cat crying in a corner, and they're like, I got to have it. Like, So sure. it's, that I mean, it definitely like has so. picked up traction for us yeah. um, in all positive lights, I think. I think it, it shows, um, like I said, the positive about us and our care for the animals, um, how we are, like, diligently ser- searching and seeking homes, you know, for the animals as well, like, because um, we've had, I mean, if you go through and read the comments, like, I, just as, I get a kick out of some of them, like, there's people like, I'll die for that dog, like, I mean, these people are crazy animal lovers, like, and, like, they're putting in applications from everywhere, and I'm like, what are you going to do, fly down here with your animal, like, to come and get this dog miles away, but. So, um, we're not shipping animals. No. <laughs> so it's hard, because typically, we only adopt you know, uh, in the surrounding states. And yeah. we wouldn't typically adopt to someone in California, but now if someone in California wants to fly and you know, come get a dog, then, you know, that would wow. be a first and I would love it. Like, we can make a whole video, TikTok video out of that. <laughs> so.
2: We actually did have somebody come from North, like New York, and adopt a dog from us. Yes. Um, she was in foster. She put yes, a really did. scared dog in the foster. Annie. Uh, and. They fell in love with her from, like, the social media that the foster was doing, and they adopted her. Came down, brought their dog, did a whole meet and greet, and adopted her in a whole weekend. And she is living her best life (laughs) up there. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty amazing that people will still, you know, they still, we do out-of-state as long as they just meet
0: our requirements. Here's a story of a specific dog named Dozer that really illustrates the kind of success that comes from this facility. Warning you may want to have your tissues handy.
1: Do you have any uh, stories of recent adoption stories? Or you said there are some tear jerkers. <laughs> there are some tear jerkers. Um, it'll give me a minute to, to think about that. Does anybody have one off the top of their head? No. Become- Dozer. <laughs> Dozer. <laughs> Dozer. Dozer. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Dozer. Yes. More yeah. Yes. More reason. Yeah. Yes. Dozer was a good one. Well, yeah. tell us about Dozer. Dozer, I think he was here for
3: probably like four months. Probably yeah. close, four yeah. close to four months. He was kind of complicated. He
1: had an unfortunate set of.
2: Dozer things. was a frequent flyer, <laughs> is what we call
1: them. In the shelter. So um, we knew him like, on a first-name basis because we've seen him so much. But um, I guess you can probably speak a little bit more yeah. about him. Yeah,
2: um, so Dozer was actually deemed dangerous uh, just because of his home life, pretty much. Um, he ended up having a fight history that got him deemed dangerous, but his owner just refused to care for him in the best capacity for him. Um, and so... When he got here, you know, typically for dogs that are deemed dangerous, they don't have positive outcomes. Um, and I'll say that these ladies worked really hard in finding him placement um, and because we all ended up loving him. He was great. He was so great. One of the best dogs that had ever been kenneled here. Um, so just seeing them work so hard to get him out was fantastic. And he ended up going to local rescues. Uh, in Lincoln County and ended up being adopted to a sweet family so yeah you know we gave him a parting party with everybody freedom like put, freedom walk yeah. yeah he had a great freedom walk he yeah. got he got his little lays and everything you know so it was
3: like a football tunnel as he went out. yeah yes
2: it was I would say that was probably the first really big, yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah, since, Mm -hmm. I think since you took over.
0: This job must be rewarding. I asked the staff about their favorite aspects of their work. So I'd like each of you to answer this. Tell me what is something that you look forward to working here? What What is the part of your job that is your favorite part?
1: Um, I'll go first. Okay. So my favorite part is, is seeing the outcome. Like, you know, we do a lot of care, and it's very rewarding. Like when you see that one dog that's been here for 120 days that we have, you know, worked on finally get a home, which typically happened yesterday. Like we had a dog that was in our care for 120 days, and he finally got that home. that's that rewarding feeling that you're actually helping an animal and doing something good. So just seeing the outcome, you know, the positives. You've been here for 120 days. Yes. Oh, poor Bud. Yes. <laughs> He's got a, a great home now. So good. <laughs> um, I just love being here. Um, it's it's you know you I came in thinking that I would probably see you know some negative things. But what has really pleasantly surprised me is I've seen some incredibly positive, um, tear-worthy, good situations and good endings to things that we weren't sure were going to happen. Uh Um, So you see a lot more good than you do and you, you see an animal I know that um, Dr. Hildebrand was saying when you bring an animal in and you care for it and you give it medical care and you know feed it and take care of it and two days later you see the spark back in their eye. Yeah. They're a dog again mm-hmm. and and that's you know Sometimes we'll bring a tear to your eye, and then you know, seeing the dogs play in groups and being dogs, being themselves, and getting out there, and then they'll go back and then they'll take a nap. They're they're not as uh, they're tired and one of our volunteers always says a happy dog is a tired dog <laughs> and so you you can actually at some times go in there and the kennels are quiet because they've been out and they've had enrichment and I think that's what makes us so different is is so much of the enrichment that we're really uh, trying to do with these animals and these ladies do just an amazing job in getting these animals out of the shelter.
0: We started our tour in the lobby, the inviting space that guests first see when they come in. It's adjacent to the cat room, my favorite. Keep an ear out for Charlie and Peanut, two of the cutest cats we met during our visit.
1: This is typically where um, people come in, particularly if they want to adopt an animal or they want to go ahead and they need to pay a rabies tag or register their animal. Um, so we see a lot of business up here uh with the animals so we we have a great front desk staff who handles all of the people that come in and out and uh typically saturdays are are a really busy day and um so that's this is a lobby and then here over here is where we keep our adoptable cats and we don't how many do we have right now tyler uh we have two
2: kind of no, really. There's three adoptable cats right now. Has Lady changed someone. over yet? Hey, oh, here we go. Let's see if we can get that. Yeah. So right now, um, this will, this is fairly empty. So, uh, there's a cat. <laughs> um, so, oh, Charlie. That's a boy. <laughs> uh, so typically, you can love on him. He's super sweet. So, typically, this will be full during the spring and summer months. Um, You know, there truly is something called a cat season for our uh, area. So, right now, if you walk through, there's probably going to be like four or five cats up here. Um, But come back in about two months, and you're going to be like, whoa, where'd all the cats come from? Um, because at that point, we'll probably have all of these kennels filled, both of these interaction rooms up here filled. Um, we have two, like, uh, free room rooms where cats or kittens can kind of be housed together and play. They have, like, a really cool, like, jungle gym in there, and, um, you know, it, it actually helps because people can just walk in and see, and the cat picks them, um, you know, who's going to want to take home the kitten that climbs up your leg, you know? exactly. so um, that's pretty awesome for that as well. Um, right now, we do use those as, like, um, interactions, so if you say, hey, I want to meet a cat, we can let you go in there and play with it and hang out with it and mm-hmm. kind of get the real cat feel, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So, so. tell me about peanut. Uh, so, peanut, peanut, is uh, her short name. Her whole name is Peanut Butter. <laughs> uh, Peanut Butter came to us as a stray, I want to say about a couple weeks ago. Um, and she actually went and got fixed yesterday. So she is fully ready to go. Um, she is part of our shelter pets to go program. Um, and that is something that our adoption coordinator manages. Uh, so what that is is the animal league of Gaston County covers the adoption fee, so she is free to adopt. Um, and Miss Peanut, she's a little older, so I think she's she's six years old right now. Very friendly, very sweet. Um, she's a little older. You know, we're working on some different programs for senior kitties, uh, just to kind of help, but yeah mm-hmm. and that one is Charlie mr. Charlie he's a little younger he's like five months old vocal playful um, he loves to perch on your your shoulder um, and I think he's already fixed as well so he's ready to um, head out of here uh, his adoption fee is actually $75 um,
0: and so yeah that is mr. Charlie
2: so yes.
0: One of the things that struck me during our tour was just how many outside-the-box ideas that the staff have when it comes to trying to get animals into their forever homes.
1: One of the fun things that we do during the year is particularly pertaining to the holiday, we will change our pricing. For example, on July 4th, we did uh, cats for seventeen seventy-six. dollars uh, We did Valentine's Day, they were $14. Oh. Uh, So we do a lot of specials throughout Uh, the year, usually pertaining to some sort of holiday or or something going on, and um, people can come in and get get them at a special. Uh,
2: And I would like to talk about this little kid. Um, This kid is actually feral, but we have him up here trying to get him acclimated to the human life. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's super cute. He won't, like, come at you, but I can show him. Oh, he's driving. Yeah. Um, and he's not bad; he's just really scared. Oh, he's so scared. um, so we're just trying to, pretty, just try to acclimate him to you know home life and becoming a kitty that can go into a house, Mm -hmm. Um, you know. So this is part of, like, something that we try to do. Obviously, we can't do it if we have too many cats, you know. Um, But because it's slower in the month now, we have been doing our best to try and get ferals or semi-ferals. I'm sorry. It's (laughs) It's 10 (laughs) o'clock. That's my playgroup stuff. So um, we've been trying to get our semi-ferals to be more... um, Cuddly cats. And we have seen some success uh, with that as well.
0: We were led to a long windowed corridor. Looking through the windows, you could see tons of excited dogs.
2: Um, so, this right here is our adoption hallway for the dogs. Obviously, we don't let them go sh- get right into the kennels, but they can kind of come down here, look at the dogs, see which ones they want, and then they'll go tell the front desk, like, hey, I want to meet such and such. So, Orlando here is probably one of the longest residents up here. Um, at this moment, what about Evan? So well, New Orlando is playful, affectionate, high energy.
1: Yes. Yes. Is that
2: the um, personality test? Yeah, so that's part of things that we just get to know the dog. Um, So he is Mm -hmm. dog-friendly. He goes to our playgroups. He is something that's called rough and rowdy. Mm -hmm. So he's one of those that wants to box, play, jump around, kind of loud. You know, he's just an exuberant, young pit bull mix. Mm -hmm. Um, He is also part of our Shelter Pets to Go program. And they've been having a little bit more difficult time placing him. And I just think it's just people don't, aren't interested in him. And sometimes we get that where people just overlook certain animals, which is how Evan's been here for so long, but he is leaving today, yes. so that's why I didn't. I know. That. Congratulations! He is, yes, I know. So he is going to rescue, and we are just so excited for him to do that because uh, he has started to become depressed. So mm-hmm. um, dogs do, do do go through depression because they are social animals and mm-hmm. solitary confinement, which is why we do the play groups as well. It it actually unlocks that social ability for them and makes them realize they can be the dog that they're meant to be Mm -hmm. um so yeah that's just part
1: of and tyler was the one that really brought in that program dogs play for life and it really is you have to see it to really see how amazing it is and and what it does for the animals and gives them the enrichment that they need so much so yeah
2: it's truly the first groundwork for any type of dog program that you need um you know because like she said we're in that you know we're saving less than we're euthanizing less than 10% of our population. So at that point, you're going to come into more behavior dogs and more um, dogs that are harder to place. Um, So utilizing these programs will make them more adoptable. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, there's, there's so many things that we want that we can't get yet until we get the public in here. Um, And part of that is we need volunteers because the goal is to have a Canine Good Citizenship program so people can come in and train dogs to become Canine Good Citizenship ready. So when they're adopted, they're like the perfect dog for somebody, you know. What is Canine Good Citizenship? Um, So honestly, it is uh, pretty much obedience training, um, and it's the first step to majority of your therapy dogs things of that nature. Um, It's just a very good obedience training. And you can actually go to any local trainer that is CGC ready, um, and they can certify you and the dog. And it just is one of those certifications that it is meant to bond the dog to the the owner. Um, Part of their goal and focus is saying, like, I will – Do my best by this animal. I'm committed to this animal. And that's part of the
0: certification process. Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, So there's a lot more like retention that
0: comes with that. During our tour, there were a few instances in which we came across regular staff members just doing their work. The passion that these folks have for their work was clearly evident in the way they interacted with the animals.
2: This is Tori, she's is one of Tori. our kennel staff. Hey. she's a lead
1: for the kennel staff. One team. of our amazing kennel staff people.
2: Yeah. Nice to meet you guys. It keeps everything yeah.
1: going day to day. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, Who are you up to?
2: Oh, um, I just finished cleaning in the ward, so I'm um, gonna <gasps> catch up on everything. I see a oh, Mr. Mm-hmm. Chuck, mm-hmm. he's also a shelter
1: in the shelter to yes. Go oh, program. And um, these are some of our volunteers that are walking dogs. Yes. Yes.
2: Hey, Chuck.
1: Hey, buddy. This is Chuck. Hey,
2: you good. Such you're nice. a sweet okay. boy. <laughs>
0: we were led outside, where we saw a series of trails snaking around the building and the surrounding area. Right next to the building, there was also a series of fenced-in play pens.
2: And then on out the door, we have. Did you go know this way last time? That we came No. Out there? We, okay. <laughs> All
1: right. Well, this yes, is exciting. We it went in a different way. Okay. Different okay. This is exciting. These are the trails. These are the new trails that the Boy Scouts cut for us. So we have had a lot of the Gaston County employees come at lunchtime, grab a dog, walk. We don't know. It's about a mile, isn't it? Yeah, is. I'm not 100% so. sure, but it's about a mile and it's a good walk and there's benches and there's sleep stations and everything there that you need uh, to walk the dog.
2: So we're excited about that. And then out here we also have multiple pins Uh, so this is where we do our playgroups back here Um, there's an adoption pin up front that you'll see on the like when you come through the front door Um, but these these pins actually open up so we can the more volunteers we have the more dogs we can have out here so we can open them all up, and they can run through the entire pen facility, like, and have a ball. Because there's some dogs that just enjoy being chased, so they'll just kind of do the zoomies and have a grand time. Okay. This is Callie. She has been here twice and three times. Sorry, this is her third her third trip. Um, not through any fault of her own, sadly. <laughs> Um, and all of this is gated in, so that way if a dog gets out, um, we're not having to chase them across 85. mm mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, the whole back here is
1: gated in, which is nice, where all the cars are and everything. Oh, yep. Yep. Yeah, so if if you do- sure. Multiple lines of defense.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. As we wrapped up the tour, I could really tell how proud the staff were of what they've been able to accomplish and what they hope to accomplish in the future.
1: I think a lot of times the negative stigma that comes from a shelter is euthanasia. And I just want people to know that at Gaston County, we give every animal a chance, okay? And our our euthanasia rate is actually less than no-kill shelters. We do not have that designation, but our euthanasia rate is that low because we don't, we, we are committed to these animals and making sure that they find a home and that they have a positive outcome. And so I think it's very important to highlight, you know, our work as as a group and as a team leads to that. And And, and those low euthanasia rates will show you the success that we are having.
0: And that wraps up our time with Animal Care and Enforcement. I would highly encourage anyone listening to check out the ways in which you can volunteer your time to help the staff give these animals the life they deserve. Although, I will issue a warning. It's very hard to leave that place without a new animal to take home. I'd like to thank all the ACE staff for the great interviews and the thorough tour, and I'd like to thank you, listener. I hope you've enjoyed this installment of Savvy Citizen. See you next time.